Hi, I'm Marina Sirtis, and you're going boldly with Beyond Trek Podcast. This is Beyond Trek Podcast, your source for Star Trek on social media and around the web. I'm Big J. I'm Watney. And I'm Dag, the Trivia Master. You can find us on Facebook at Beyond Trek Podcast and on Twitter at Beyond Trek Pod. How are you guys holding up with this whole, uh, we're still under quarantine, COVID-19, and uh, we've got our masks. I know I'm trying to be safe, and so is Watney. Dag, a little worried about you. Nothing gets through the beard, Big J. Nothing gets through the beard. Well, here's what I'm... filter. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a filter. You know, I this is the eighth week of the shelter in place for me, and I got a week head start from my business. So we're doing okay, uh, me and my partner, and mm-hmm. you know, you guys know Lotte. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've been lucky so far. This uh, I, I started this job six years ago, and I commuted almost every week for six years. So literally, this is the longest time I have been home every night for six years. Wow, that's something. And then here I am wondering, how am I going to drink my prune juice through this thing? I might have to take it off. No one cared who I was until I put on the mask. I don't know what I'm going to do with my baby haircut. (laughs) Okay, I'm starting to get hot. I'm taking this thing off. I know. It's like uncomfortable. I mean, how do you, how would you do this like all day? I mean, that was. When lives are on the line. A healthcare worker right now and. The true, yeah, real heroes. Watney, I like yours. Um, Where'd you get your your mask? That was nice. I ordered it on Amazon before it even left China. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. Did Did you scrub it down real good? Now, see, I wanted to get a um, a, you know, the mask that Bane wears in the the Dark Knight Rises. I told my wife I was going to get that for when I go to the grocery store. She said no. I actually double up when I go out. I um, I have a surgical mask and then I have the cloth mask over it. Okay. Um, because there, I mean, I'm not sure how much that helps. Probably negligible amount, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then I have hand sanitizer and I'm literally just holding the cart in the grocery store. I'm not touching anything unless I'm taking it with me. Yep. <laughs> right. I, right. I like stand six feet apart from other people like my grocery stores and i'm sure this is super common but like when you're going down the aisles they made them one way okay i heard that so that like was... you have to go like weave back and forth yeah wow. to get to what you want so i have something i like look there's an aisle on my left and i see it. it's right there i have to go all the way down the aisle in front of me <laughs> and then go back around to get it and of course i'm a rule follower so i'm doing that and like yes. Nobody, Nobody else, else is. is doing it, and oh, I'm like, boy. you should be yelled at. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm following the rules. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm getting a little stir crazy myself. I think a little bit. You know, working mm-hmm. from home is good. Been watching some Star Trek, and that's what we're going to do here today. So, we're doing another character for the uh, Star Trek. Picard. This is our character assassin <coughs> retrospective of. <laughs> Agnes Gerardi. Oh, we're doing rather, Agnes rather, Gerardi. Um, characters assassination. Right, right. Uh, Gerardi. Yes. Where do we even start with that lunatic? So for, for those of you who are new to be on Trek, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you have entered us in our retrospective phase where we're going through each of the characters to really figure out what their arcs were. Um, and we're starting with Agnes Gerardi, who played a very pivotal role in uh, determining the fate of things in the show. And um, now we did Picard last week. Yeah, we we started with with Jean Luc Picard. Now we've got now we've got Agnes. Is there a second one? Yep. So Agnes is a big fan of uh, Isaac Asimov. The writer who came up with the positronic brain. Coincidentally, um, her and Picard share that in common, and 
when we first come across Agnes, she is very capable, but probably full of regret that her department was shut down and she lost her lover. Maddox. Yeah, Bruce Maddox. Maddox. Bruce Maddox. I keep saying Maddox, like from Fenrir. <laughs> uh, but Bruce Maddox. Yeah. Uh, and she seems like, okay, I got to talk to Picard. Cool. I'm probably, I'm kind of a fan. And mm-hmm. then he goes on his way. And um, then she, then she meets Commodore O and gets mind fucked basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that scene with, O, the entire audience knows what's up. Like, She's she's just get been inducted into service for undercover purposes. I think she was kind of indoctrinated. Like she, she was, and I think she was uh, easily malleable uh, for the for the cause. Kind of a, uh, a y- you don't heart. know any better, so right. You've, you've got a good heart. You don't know any better, so we're going to give you some information that is going to scare the shit out of you and want you to. Uh, you know, kill somebody for us, but yeah, to, to back, to back up just a little bit, the whole relationship between her and Bruce, uh, Bruce Maddox, they, they met during uh, doing this research. They had the, uh, the body of B4, who was, uh, the, uh, assumed type Android, uh, that, that predated data. And if, uh, if you guys recall during the events of the movie, Star Trek Nemesis, Data copied his uh, you know, entire entire profile, his his save file to B four, and in the uh, uh, the years ensuing, there was a lot of research done on B four. Uh, they were able to uh, before B four pretty much had the biggest uh, blue screen of death, cascade failure. Uh, they were able to cultivate uh, neurons from from the body which uh, essentially was the essence of data and that kickstarted their, uh, their research. It was this theory that Bruce Maddox had about um, uh, it was positronic. Wait a minute. Positron neuronic fractal neuronic cloning. cloning. Yep. Now this is the part that was kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable with their, their whole tryst. And I could be wrong, could be totally wrong, but she seems a little young for the, for that guy. She just dramatics. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know. Just everything that Gerardi did. I I don't know if cringy is the right word, but she just seemed off the the, the whole time. Like you know, you're you're she too was our tropey, unworldly, super devoted cyberneticist. You know, she she even said to to Commodore, oh, she'd never been to space. And I'm like, you live with spaceships and you've never been to space. What's your problem? But, you know, <laughs> to each their own. Um, are you going there? But also the lives of the universe are on your shoulder. Pretty much. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, let me traumatize you. Now go into state, space and stop this Bob guy from making a phone call. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And well, so she, she gets to, to meet Picard and she gets pretty quickly pulled into this, uh, this whole thing. And, and Commodore O, as you know, is, uh, part of the Zot Vosh. She infiltrated Starfleet several years ago and, uh, knows that Picard has gotten, gotten wind of this, uh, the synth program and he's going on a quest to find, the twin. So, uh, uh, Dodge and Soji were, were twin, uh, synth created by Bruce Maddox. Dodge was destroyed, uh, by uh, Romulan hit squad. And so Picard discovers that there is another one. Uh, so then begins this, this quest and, uh, Gerardi gets, gets pulled into it. Now, the, the thing that sort of, I, I, I know that she had to had to be in on this, but, uh, giving Drati that, that information, uh, I mean, taking advantage of, of, I guess her, her naive nature, showing her that, 
okay, the research that you're a part of is going to be the end of everything. Uh, to me, that seemed like a little bit of a gamble that that would turn her into someone that would go on to eventually smother her lover to death. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a reach to me, a little. You know, for an indoctrination that killed, you know, three quarters of the inductees on on the planet of sorrow where the admonition is Gerardi took it like a champ she sure did <laughs> everyone else is bashing everybody their else heads. <laughs> everybody else is shooting themselves or clawing their faces or bashing their heads in or whatever you know even ramda like went nuts yes um Gerardi was like huh Okay, yeah, that's terrifying. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> wow, we should do something about this. <laughs> you know, and she's visibly, you know, traumatized, of course, and mm-hmm. and she's driven by that vision to pursue the ends that she, uh, you know, she commits. Maddox, um, you know, and then ultimately, like, dosing herself with a toxin that disables the the tracking device that she's outfitted with so i mean she did eventually like have she's a conscious... not very committed to the mission i mean shit like <laughs> she's really not like oh suddenly i like these people oh fuck the fate of the universe like yeah <laughs> nothing changed really no, but I mean, she I mean, kills... I guess you learn some things, but she kills Maddox and Maddox, and, and then... then three and a half minutes later, she's pork in the she's pilot like, of the Sorry, ship. guys, I'm actually on your side. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hook like, up with the. To be fair, like, I I think the admonition, both in the channel it's given and the content within it, mm-hmm. there they those two specific combinations can overwhelm the people absorbing it. I don't think that Commodore O gave her the full brunt of the admonition. I don't think You're Commodore right. O could. I could accept I think, that. I think that that Gerardi got the the, the crib uh, notes, the highlights, the, uh, the cliff notes, <laughs> the crib notes. Yeah, the, the crib notes, the cliff notes. Hey, here's the TLDR the for notes, you. You know, because because Commodore O knows that she needs this person to go enact this, and she can't do it if she's comatose on the floor, brain, brain Yeah, that makes sense. Death. Put a so, rock to her forehead. Yeah, so it's not necessarily that Gerardi has the will of Nerissa, but it's that Gerardi didn't get the full thing. And honestly, none of them did, as we come to learn. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think. I think that Gerardi suffers from the same <laughs> issues that like all of the character that all of the characters deal with, which is you don't really, you can't really imagine them going about day to day. How so? What, what? What do you mean? Like they don't feel full. They don't feel three dimensional to me. Mm-hmm. And Gerardi's no different. Like. Rafi, Mike, and Picard are probably the only two who I can really imagine, other than Rios. Gerardi came off as kind of that uh, uncomfortable, awkward, the the Star Trek Picard version of Tilly from Discovery. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That just was the impression that I got, kind of. Right. Not everyone's Michael Burnham. True. You know. Right. Not Not everyone's starting the wars with Klingons. Not everyone is the ultimately capable badass who fights a Klingon and like during a spacewalk and wins after not meeting one forever. Like Gerardi can't do that. Well, no. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> and you know it's hard because like I don't want to compare her because in her own way as a character, like she is valid. You know she has suffered something horrible. Was she indoctrinated? I don't know. I think she was. I think she was under the influence of what she saw, and that's what—that's why she killed him. I and think she felt compelled that she had to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, did she like brutally stab him? Did she? Did she smother him? No. Did she, like? shoot him in the head no but she I mean, let him die she, yeah which she is turned still... off his life support he kind of it wasn't a quick and 
Wait, Peace. did she do that, or did she? Did, was he already dying? No, he, he was needed the life support. He, he right. oh, so she she did unplug him. Yeah, she yeah. unplugged him and just okay, it, it took minds. it took him like freaking a minute and a half, two minutes to die, and she's just oh my god, I can't believe he saw what I saw. Meanwhile, okay, those yes. worthless holograms are doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, the holograms just. What happened to the holograms? What? Yeah, she that's just turned it off. A hologram yeah, missed the boat. That's the writer thing. Is like the people who wrote this put the cool things in and they never use them. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, there's an emergency medical hologram. It's not a Mark One. You know, it's not like you. It can come on when something is and something is happening. But actually, I don't think Mark Ones do that. I think you have to summon them. You do. Twit, 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 tripping on a tangent. It it might be time for the writers to reconsider how smart their audiences are. It's not it's not the 1960s anymore. You can't just you know gloss over a minor continuity error in Columbo or Star Trek: The Original Series or Lost in Space. Now you're talking about a dedicated medical hologram who, for no other explanation, just ceases during a medical emergency, like. Bob Picardo must have been like, no, that's not how I work. Right. Right. Well, yeah, she, she turned him off, just, you know, the hologram off. And here's the thing. So he, he didn't, didn't report the whole thing at all. Not until it was, you know, blatantly obvious that something already happened and he pops up. It's like, oh yeah, she turned off the light support. Like, dude, where were you three episodes ago? It's just, that's not used. Like it doesn't, it's not about how smart the audience is. It's about how smart the writers are. Well, that's my, that's what I, I, I think I'm trying to tick on that is the, the writers are smart, but sometimes they write themselves into creative spots where I'm not picking that up. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. I'm not biting. I'm not Do it. I'm not copying to that. I okay. Like, I, they, I think the writers were lazy. That's what I think. That's what I was trying to say there. Is the writers smart or not? They were lazy and they didn't take into account the intelligence and the cleverness of their audience. Like the three of us were regular or, Star Trek fans. Or they're bad writers. Yeah. Well they might not be lazy. They might not be stupid. And they're not. But they me. might be bad. They might be bad writers. I, and I, are you talking about getting themselves into a, a situation where <laughs> they they've got this this cool thing, this cool technology, the hologram, and suddenly, okay, well, wait a minute, this hologram can't be a witness to this crime. We have to kind of gloss right over that. Yes, they do. And they don't ever address it is the problem. Yep. There's never mm-hmm. like any reason given for that kind of stuff in Picard. She deactivates the hologram. He doesn't come back online for whatever reason. Whatever reason. All these other holograms can just appear. The yeah. navigation, like whatever. It, it, they never explain why the hologram couldn't come back online to ex- to like turn her in basically right we just need to throw and away it's because it's because it let them continue the story by not doing that and let them continue the story how they wanted and that's uh very frustrating to watch because you as the audience are saying but that's not hologram how holograms work. That's not how this in technology should be used and should work in the universe and can work. And, and yeah. I was just saying, and Gerardi's a cyberneticist. She would know this. And there could have been a follow-up scene in the next episode where she's like tapping into a computer display that says, Oh, we lost Jay. Jay's just like, I'm out. We're done. Oh, just tell me. That's fine. <laughs> Jay's like, He'll I hate this. I'm never doing this again. Uh, for those of you who he's are on audio, uh, <laughs> Jay's just like, he's our super fan. Uh, Watney and I are more critical. And I think we just I'm lost the most our... Critical. Dag is we like... just lost a host. We just oh, lost a host. He's back. Our host is gone. He's I back. Your pajamas. He's back. No, all right. Okay. Oh, now you saw we no pajamas. We didn't, we, we didn't lose I a host after all. I totally thought that we had lost Jay as part of VTP. And I thought we finally like, pushed you. We finally pushed you to the edge. You were like, I'm done. But, but you know, I'm not listening to this. And then Watney outed me for <laughs> pajama pants. And... <laughs> Look, I didn't out you. You added yourself. 
I just, going back to yeah, the Gerardi hologram one. thing. She's a cyberneticist. She would know this. And in the next episode, all we would need is her as a display that says emergency medical hologram and her going, ah, oh, we'll just delete these engrams and poof, done. That's it. Half a second of a little bit of film. It doesn't even need to be her in the frame. It could be somebody else's hands. It could be my hands. That requires Gerardi yes. to be more sinister. Oh, yeah. There was, that would be a level of sinister that I don't believe. She I don't think that the writers it, wanted her to go there. But it right. would explain why the EMH didn't just immediately show up at Rios's door and be like, he, she's killing that guy. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it would like, explain you it. You gotta check and your hoe. She's killing this dude. <laughs> and it would, if, if Gerardi in the moment had turned around as Maddox was dying and done that to the hologram, I could see it. I could see or, it and the story continues and it's fine. Right. If yeah, she goes back right after there. she kills somebody and deletes evidence, that's a lot more sinister than the Gerardi that we have to accept through the rest of the story. But we already had to accept that she was willing to turn life support off on a man that we visually see she lived with and and loved. Yeah, that's the that's and that's the uh so in my mind, I think she was indoctrinated. But and that's also a Mass Effect term mm -hmm. for what happens to you when you are around and cl in close proximity to Reapers for long periods of time. They will end up controlling your mind if you're mm. an organic in Mass Effect. No, I so I use that. Oh, sorry. I yeah. I use that similarly here because I think it's kind of sort of what happened. She got she got indoctrinated when she saw the admonition, and until that mission was completed, that was like the one thing she had to do. Yeah, you know, she was fighting with herself the whole time that they were on that. Uh, they were like killing the casino Jaisal. planet. Yeah, you know she was like totally free, nervous and freaking free out. Hold? Free cloud. Free cloud. Free cloud. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So she was very very nervous during that, like those few episodes in that episode, and she was like, "I don't know if I can do this." She wanted to and go. And it home. wasn't her talking about the transporter that she was going to have to use. It was her talking about murdering somebody. Mm -hmm. So I think she was like the 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 cognitive dissonance there was very extreme. Yeah. And I think that the nature of the admonition and what Commodore O did to her could only be resolved once she did that mm -hmm. to Maddox. What were you going to say, Jay? What well, I, I was I was going to say is okay this. This is the part that probably bothered me the most about Gerardi is not moments after she gets done watching, standing there and watching Maddox suffocating and, and dying. She didn't even make it quick. It, it was, she just, you know, I'm going to unplug your respirator and, and watch you die and I'm going to cry about it. Two and a half minutes later, she's flirting with, with Rios and, you know, just the, the whole attraction there and, and hook up it, it just that bothered me you just Did they actually hook up yeah well, yeah i think it was heavily implied i, I think it's so. heavily implied i think it happened okay well In just the case... fact that it, and it didn't even have to go that far for me to have a problem with it. it the problem i have is the fact that it even went anywhere onto the playing field whether he got to second base third base home run whatever it's the fact that this whole thing was happening. Like you literally just killed this guy. And now you're going to go get hotsy pantsy with this other dude. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah. I mean, what kind of psychopath? Uh, that um, just... I, I would like to say that I think female characters can and should be dislikable. I think that you don't have to like every female character that you see on screen. That didn't and help that me dislike it. her. But you thought that was the worst, the, your biggest problem with her. Well, I mean, it was a problem, yes. But I mean, I didn't, it's not like I needed that to be what what had me, I didn't need that to dislike her. It, it didn't fair. have to be that. There, there, were, there were other things. I get that she was, you know, had this, had this guilt trip, had this whole thing, you know, whatever it was. As as a viewer, did I need to see her one kill this guy, let him suffer? Did I did I need to see that one? Two, did I have to then see her 
just about immediately go try to shack up with the pilot of the Rios. of the ship with Rios. I I did not need to have both of those happen for me to say that this is if if their intent was for us to not like that character that that's what it was. They had me sold when she I mean pulled the guy's yeah. life support. Yeah, we were we were committed when she showed up at the at the mansion, and oh, she's like, "Hey guys, hey guys, <laughs> what's he doing? Oh, what's this I thought this was on stun. <laughs> you gonna? Yeah, was this set to stun? Oh my no, goodness. Romulan weapons don't have a stun setting. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, can I go with you in space? Okay, yeah, we're super suspicious of you after talking to Commodore Shades. I was suspicious. What was mm. she dislikable there? No, not dislikable. I don't think so. Shady. I think we were suspicious. Yeah, to no, me, no, no. To no. me, Gerardi was never like super saturated and palatable. I don't know if she was designed the, to be tropey the, or not. I don't right. think she really was in my head. I don't think she was tropey. Um, she wasn't cat. You couldn't categorize her. You couldn't say, oh, she's a good person, a bad person, and that's okay because. Women are dynamic. Well, but Raffi was right. Can be dynamic. They can. You know? Yeah, but R- but Raffi was right. She's like, who who the yeah. hell is this, and why is she not being questioned and checked before she comes on? Just Picard trusted her, and that mm-hmm. was that. You know, and maybe he shouldn't have. Um, well, and, and the audience is supposed to be like, okay, Picard trusts her. It's cool. I got it. <laughs> She's kind of like the Marion Pippin of picard <laughs> you know like <laughs> well we've had one murder what about second murder um you know like you know in, in the in the old crypts under in uh the mines of moria they like knock over the skeleton and like it falls loudly down the well yeah. and it goes stories and stories deep and then it wakes up this demon which ends up in somebody else dying. Mm. Not only that, but they also like, they do that consistently throughout Lord of the Rings. That, that set of characters is what, that is their purpose in the story. Yeah, Marion Pippen And I think, yeah. And I think that, you know, that's why Gandalf just grabbed him by the ears. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, what the hell are you doing? And I just kind of wanted to do that to Gerardi in some instances because so I've got, she was like the person who murdered Maddox. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was a person who got in trouble with Commodore O. She got in bed with her, basically, and got mind melded with. And then, you know, she she kind of sort of redeems herself. And I mean, once you've murdered someone, it's hard to really like get the idea of that in your head that you can be redeemed. And I'm sure she. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I've never killed anyone. Well, that's very good. They say. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> um, but she, really. she is kind of like she's, <laughs> she's kind of like the out of her element mm-hmm. trouble finder. You know, yeah. she's she is that person. Well, um, to Marion Pippin's credit, they did set off a chain of events that helped Gandalf become Gandalf the White. And you know, you mean like, they helped one party member take all the XP for the fight? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was in the group. Did. I got the same grade. Shadowfacts. <laughs> so welcome to our lord of the rings podcast i know what the hell happened <laughs> i've got i've got Lada over here going hello what? <laughs> <laughs> all right so welcome back to our star trek this, well this is beyond trek podcast we're talking Most about star people trek have seen lord of the rings and know who the fuck mary and pippin are. no you're That's right you're right i, yeah. I use no. that um, and i i agree i think for uh, a small part she was there to trigger certain events that led the characters to that climax mm-hmm. you know killing maddox led them to you know ending up on nepenthe and then heading towards that planet, I don't remember the name of it, uh, without any real information about what they were in for. If Maddox had lived five more minutes, if Picard had stood there and talked to him for five more minutes, we'd know what we were going into. But the audience went in just as blind as these characters did. And that is Gerardi's, that's the big contribution to the plot that Gerardi had there was spinning it from let's find Maddox and figure out what's going on to all right well we still have to figure out what's going on <laughs> right but we're in a worse spot than we were before and we're just right lost. you know 
we lost Hugh. Elnor's about to get assimilated, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um seven seven queens up. Yeah. She's like she's like that last uh that last checker in checkers, and she's like queen me. There's a yeah. king me. I haven't played checkers it is in king a long me. time. <laughs> well, I'm gonna play Borg checkers, but it's queen me. Yes. Well, in the mirror universe, there are Borg kings. So. Oh, that is true. Um, and they sell they sell Borgers at Borger King. <laughs> All right, I'll drink to that. I'm on installing <laughs> my microphone and headset. Can You're I gonna return it. Spit. This ring costs three thousand dollars. I haven't had a spit laugh yet. <laughs> I actually did that at my last job. Oof. Um, it was during happy hour, and the guy said something about me. I can't even remember what he was saying, but he said something so funny. I was like in the middle of swigging a beer, and just was, oh. and he was like, "Bam, got her." <laughs> so, so here's a question I'd like to pose. Okay. Uh, based based solely on what we saw on the show. Mm-hmm. not trying to factor in any out-of-show considerations or trying to stretch your logic for canon or anything like that. Based solely on what we saw on the show, was Jurati's redemption arc compelling? Jay. Okay. Um, I, th- I think that her, her redemption arc was compelling. And here's why I say that. Uh, and yes, I we harp on her about what she did with with Maddox. However, it wasn't cold blooded murder, not in my opinion. I I, I think that she literally saw that uh, she witnessed the the end of billions of of lives, uh, possibly the entire galaxy. So that is weighing on her. You're you're thinking about. Okay, I've I've seen this happen, and this is happening. If it's 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 tangible, it's palpable, whatever that word is. Uh, this person right in front of me is helping to contribute to a science that will produce a thing that can mean the end of of everything. So, and, and none of us can relate to that. I mean, I I, I can't relate to getting that kind of information or, or seeing that this, this person here to my right that, that I've known for X amount of time that, that I, that I care about could be the person who is responsible for the end of everything. So what am I going to do with that information? Uh, Am I going to tell them what I saw and say, listen, you need to stop this project now and save these lives? Or am I just going to be like, eh, no, I got to kill you? Uh, okay, you know, the the decision there, I, I don't know. I, For me, I think first I would have at least, okay, here's, here's what I saw and here's what we need to do. We need to not do the thing we're doing. But okay, she decided that killing the guy was her, what she needed to do. Um, but she, she made it, she made it right. And in her mind, in her mind, she's thoroughly convinced that this was what she had to do to save lives. So I, I kind of, it's difficult for me to do, but I think I, I, I have to say that she, she did it with, uh, she had the right idea. It's just the execution was poor. I don't think that it should have gone where it went. Did she have to kill the guy? I don't think so. And even if she did, did it have to be the way that she did it? So yeah, you know, I, I, I will grudgingly say that I, I I think that there was some redemption in that arc, but uh, you know, I'll say that under protest. Okay. What me? Compelling. Evoking interest, attention, or admiration in a powerfully irresistible way. No. It's exactly what I'd expect from a robot. <laughs> no, tell me. Come on. Please go more. I, I'm I'm so interested in your viewpoints because I feel like I'm in the middle. 
I'm I'm the one who's like a fan, but also a storyteller. Well, it's not. I can't I can't say X or Y wasn't compelling. You know, like it, compelling is such a varied word. I guess to you though, to, to you though, do you think that she redeemed herself? So I think that she was operating under, like originally, I think she was operating under, under control. She's okay. under control, and so I don't feel like she has to redeem herself. I'm sure she feels immense guilt, but it's, in my opinion, it wasn't her like full state of mind, you know. Okay. And was she in her right mind when that happened? She was, unfortunately kind of a victim of Commodore O and um, she was coerced into doing that. And so is her story compelling? I think regardless of how some people perceive her as annoying, um, naive, I think her entire story is compelling. Okay. Um, I think she's one of the more interesting characters. I think she has a very bright personality in the darkness of space and the rest of the characters. You know, Rafi and Rios, they're all fighting with their demons. And Gerardi's just, what the fuck is going on all the time? Mm -hmm. Kind of like yeah. uh, fucking Elnor. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> kind of like Elnor. They're both like mm -hmm. little bright babies, you know? Like, And she, unfortunately, was a um a party to something horrible i don't think it was her fault because um i i'm i believe that the admonition like coerced her into doing it and commodore oak did and so don't i don't think she needs to necessarily be redeemed full stop i don't i do think she thinks she needs to be redeemed for it okay, that's so, a good discrepancy so you're 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 saying that they're there doesn't need to be a redemption because of what she did was was based on coercion being being given false information or uh emotional manipulation right and you, you know it's um, it's funny like kylo ren yes like kylo ren i was about to say like anakin skywalker welcome to our star wars <laughs> podcast <laughs> Well, like Anakin, like Darth, like Darth Vader, Anakin yeah. Skywalker, he was, and Lori again staring at me like, "What is going on over there?" Yeah, what the hell's happening tonight? This is a pop culture podcast. It is. Okay? It's but, we like to talk about things outside of Star Trek. And we're Earth. beyond Trek. Ooh. We're definitely self-aware about what we what we're doing. <laughs> but, um, we go beyond Trek into Lord of the Rings know, and Star Wars. It's 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 like. Anakin was coerced. I mean, the, the emperor told him he could do a bunch of shit that when it came time to pay up, it's like, well, actually, I don't know how to do that, but I know someone who does. You, you but know, it's so. really easy to kill kids. <laughs> right, I think, yeah. um, you know, I think it's just another, another instance mm -hmm. where, you know, people say Hitler was a monster. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, Hitler was a human. And people like to remove Hitler and call him a monster because they're unbelievably disgusted at the things that he did. Rightfully so. But he was a human just like I am, just like you are, Dag, and you, Big J, mm -hmm. and you listening. Um, and it's important that we understand that everyone is capable of very very awful things and that is why we have to be conscious about our actions all the time and what we're doing and yeah we're gonna fuck up maybe not to the extent of hitler <laughs> hopefully not maybe not that, to the yeah, extent right, of anakin skywalker hope we don't... hopefully not but we all are capable of both ends of the spectrum and i think that forgiveness is not deserved hardly ever but it is necessary mm -hmm. and it is needed and do i think that gerardi got there i think she did okay okay i really like the i really like the 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 distinction that you pointed out there that you know objectively does gerardi deserve a redemption 
or do, is, is, does, does she even need, need redemption? Does, does she even need redemption? I, I think I tend to agree with that. Under the persuasion of that kind of mind meld and that kind of emotional manipulation, she did what she thought was the best thing to do. And for the rest of the series, she carried that with her and she decided she needed redemption. But if it were today in a court of law, we would just consider that, you know, probably temporarily insane. Something along those lines. Right. Something along those lines. Um, And I I do like that idea. Well, but it was premeditated, so that's tough. But she was being coerced into doing it. It doesn't matter if it's premeditated, if you're doing it under somebody else's thumb. As one great captain once said to one great doctor, you're under the influence of a Vulcan mind meld. Kirk to McCoy, yes, Star Kirk Trek McCoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're suffering from a Vulcan mind meld. Exactly. We know that, that mind melds are bastard. able to, yeah, we know that mind <laughs> melds are able to transfer. They have incredible side effects for if you're not a they Vulcan. They do. And, you know, Picard breaking down. Right. Beverly Crusher comforting him as he's experiencing Spock's father's like mm-hmm. intense emotions that he's oh, yeah. his whole life. You know, some of the best acting I think that's ever come out of Star Trek was in that moment with Patrick oh, yeah. Stewart. Um, so that's you know we there linking minds in that way is is such a powerful thing, and I think I definitely think that you know like Inception in the movie when they like put the idea in someone's head right like i think that's absolutely what happened with gerardi and it was more explicit it wasn't just inception like she thought of it herself it was straight up you're gonna do this or these people will die and i'm an authority figure and that's what makes it worse is that commodore o was starfleet intelligence chief like yeah right so like consider it an order yeah basically so i don't mind gerardi i think you know yeah, she did kill someone and then go hook up with somebody else, but Rios is pretty cute. So Oh yeah, but uh, I can't that say that skeevy. I would do that. I can't oh, say well, I would, I mean, kiss you would kill, I don't kill a man. I don't disagree that Rios is cute because Santiago Cabrera is hot, but I don't think that completely mitigates what what she did in the past now if i look at that and i'm like you know that's a that's like a emotional rebound thing she just did something horrible and she needs to go feel good about herself maybe it's like the reverse praying mantis you kill somebody you're... and then you get laid instead of getting laid and then you killing get laid, somebody you get laid and then do you two hear right. someone's head off <laughs> what, what so is, instead of a praying like mantis this... we have a blasphemy mantis yes watney's just like yeah i would I would kill a dude and then go hook up with with Rios. He's hot. What? I just, I don't know. That... Santiago Cabrera, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> I love you more. I will. Kill I will fight Watney to the death. I will make a bazooka out of saltpeter <laughs> and diamond in uh-huh. a, in a desert lad fighting a lizard man. Obviously, I'm tongue in cheek, Big J. I yeah, know, tongue in cheek. I know. <laughs> Um, what do you keep you if you if you come if i'm on some kind of like medical apparatus and i'm fighting for my life and i see you coming around someone get her away no no <laughs> watney out i only Cause... play a doctor <laughs> in, role play, in, 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 in role play <laughs> Nurse Rash, in I, just, I just figured jade be afraid that watney's gonna dunk on him for the next thousandth time in rocket league you I'm had to bring that watch up. as i dunk on you oh that's okay <laughs> that's it um, you talk so about here's, that trash. here's yeah. another question um uh disregarding for the moment the the gender divide does does Gerardi come off to either of you as a strong character? Based on whatever definitions of strength that you have due to the media that you were brought up with and sort of gravitate towards. For me, I'm what do you think of, of, of her as a, a strong willed a person with agency in terms of their behavior actions in Picard. Watney. 
Yes, because um, she did what she, everything she was setting out to do. Okay, that's brief and to the point. Um, Jay, I'm I'm gonna have to say no. I, I'm I'm going to say no because when you when you describe a strong female female character, uh, she does not come to mind. There there are others that, that... but we're disregarding gender stuff just in okay. terms of strength itself. Okay. You don't have to compare her to Ripley, because okay. we all know Ripley's at the top of the food chain right. when it comes to strong characters. Or Sarah Connor. Okay, right. She's not a Ripley. Sarah, she's not Connor. A Sarah Connor. Um, but but is she a strong strong character in her own right, disregarding any uh, applications of gender to Gerardi itself? Uh, okay. All right. Well, if you if you do that. And you take that piece away, I would say it's a it's a grudgingly yes. Okay. I I'm not I I say that again under protest. Sure. Why is it different? Yeah, I'm I, I would like to hear this. This is this sounds for you. I'm just curious. Deep. Uh, well, okay. So it's it's different for me because when you when you lump her in with 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 any other any other character uh you know no no regard for for gender i just think that that you know, that that doesn't then then she doesn't really stack up to to either i mean she she certainly if if you say okay uh, as a female character no because then that's what we were just saying you know then i start thinking uh ellen ripley or or sarah connor or any number of of characters that that fit that definition and i don't i don't see that from her but now we take that piece out we take we take the the, the gender piece out and just as a person with with this with this character as a a strong character i'm i'm going to say the reason i say that i i under protest say yes is is just because it it bothers me that um, the first solution, plan A, was I got to kill this guy. Instead of coming clean and and saying this is what happened, this is what I saw. It, who who was not going to believe her? That that that's what that's what I don't understand. It, was there a chance that she could tell this? There's already conspiracy happening. You've already got Raffi. Who who has believed and and took herself into alcoholism, believing that there's this whole conspiracy and this plot that's been happening. If anything, that would have uh, justified her right away to, to hear that. Okay, yes, there is something going on here. Um, the the entire reason that they're out there is because there's something that's not right, and they're trying to solve this mystery. So, Gerardi would have been in good company by saying. Okay, I was a, approached by Commodore O. She did a mind meld with me. I, this is what I saw. It would not have been, she wouldn't have been dismissed because they're already there based on the, the, these crazy things and stuff that's not adding up. So for her to be in that situation and, and be in an environment where uh, that might have actually answered some questions she decided well no i'm going to i'm going to take what i know and kill this guy and cover it up so and the and the reason she she gets the the grudge points for the for the yes is because she was manipulated coerced i don't think she made a good decision but she she did at least acknowledge what she did and realizes that that was wrong and and tried to correct it but you have to take gender away from it like like you did if if you say female character then it's going to be no she's nowhere close because there were there were so many others justified in everything they did like the characters we mentioned so yeah that that's so are, are you saying that females are held to a higher standard no i'm not 
I'm not saying a higher standard. It's it's just that females. What am I saying? Are you saying <laughs> women are held to a higher higher standard? <laughs> no. Female. Insert like a Ferengi line there. Right. Oh, Human. <laughs> Human. It's a female. You know what I think? I what I took away from Jay and and Watney, and pardon me for interrupting. No, go ahead. Um, but what I took away from that was, um, your your perspectives seemed maybe to pivot off of concepts of agency. Yes. You know, if you think about, if you think about Ripley or, um, you know, Dominic Toretto or um, Sarah Connor, you know, the, the main characters in the media that we gravitate towards, mm-hmm. they have a, they have a strong sense of agency. Ripley's never manipulated. She knows the bad guys are the aliens from the start. Mm-hmm. Sarah Connor, she knows the Terminators are the bad guys from the start. Mm-hmm. Dominic Toretto, well, the audience just knows Dominic's the good guy. He might be chaotic, neutral, mm-hmm. but we follow him because everybody else is the bad guy. Um, Gerardi was manipulated at the beginning, and her agency is ambiguous right up until she kills him. And then in the very next episode, she takes that uh, that toxin, almost kills herself to get rid of this tracking device. You know, and the, she does this very selfish thing, which is under duress from the admonition. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she, in my opinion, fulfills the terms of whatever compulsion uh, O sent her under, she's now free to make her own decisions and she's acknowledging that she has a tracking device and she's acknowledging that she killed Maddox and she's acknowledging that her very, her very existence on this ship is endangering others. So there's a flip then of her making a choice for the greater good, which is what Ripley would have done. Ripley would have died to save lives. Sarah Connor would have died to save lives. Vin Diesel I mean, Dominic Toretto, um, he puts his life on the line a number of times throughout the Fast and the Furious season. Mm. And I I use him as an example. You know, we could just as well say Groot. Mm -hmm. Um, She does, she she takes, I feel like she takes back her agency with with, uh, almost a vendetta against the person who manipulated her. And so I, I would say I, I think that there's definitely an argument for both sides. I, I tilt towards the the strength of character there because when she finally had her own presence of mind, mm-hmm. she made a decision for the benefit of others uh, surrounding her, the immediate others, as opposed to the horrors that Commodore O mm-hmm. sort of pushed her towards she also like on the planet of um of sense basically like played the part to get where she wanted to go mm-hmm. you know they they said she was able to convince sutra that she wasn't lying mm-hmm. that you know she did she wasn't gonna like try and bail anybody out or whatever Someone said, "Oh yeah, you're their mother." She's like, "I'm not their mother." Like mm-hmm. she de- she defied with an that. expletive. I'm not their fucking mother. Yeah. Then she goes and grabs a eyeball. Yeah. From. Thank you, Simon Phoenix. Stabby person. Eyeball. What? what whatever her name was, but. Saga. She gets that, Saga. and she busts out Picard, and then she's basically their whole reason Picard gets back up in space to do what he wanted to do. Well, and she also played a role in defending Picard from the Romulan Warbirds. It's corny, but she's the one who came up with the idea to have the holographic other ships show up right. just before the Federation fleet showed so, up. So while she's not trope, strong woman character, Ripley, right. Wonder Woman, Sarah Connor, um she is a strong character okay she ends she ends up lending her talents to the success of the protagonists i think when you when you word it like that 
and, and say like that in regards to when it was time for her to, to regain her agency, she did it, uh, you know, 100% with the, with the vengeance. Okay. I, I, th- I think I can, I can buy that, uh, and give her some, some slack for that because she did step up when it needed to happen. She, she did recognize that I've, I've been conned, I've been manipulated. I did the wrong thing. So, mm-hmm. okay. Watney, you made, you made a believer out of me. Right. <laughs> She's you, kind of like a mix of mm-hmm. Hermione Granger and Jess Day from New Girl. If you guys have watched New Girl. I've only got half of this metaphor down, but I okay. do get the annoying, so all-knowing person. Quirky, is the quirky girl. girl. Like, okay. she's the quirky character. Oh, okay. And then you have Hermione, who's the book smart. Yes. I can do what I know how to do. Mm-hmm. See, and you say quirky, and I will go ahead and liken that to Penny from Dr. Horrible Sing-Along. Sure, I haven't seen that. Character. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing what I know, <laughs> and I know just from, from just from you. He's girl, dead. Dag. I've killed Dag. Big Day is just you and me now. Uh, oh, no, I don't like the odds. Um, I'm not gonna say she's a mix between Sarah Connor and Just Day, but mm-hmm. I would say Hermione is the book smart yes. person, and she is like so care- capable and smart and intelligent. But then. Mm-hmm. Just Day is like, I'm so quirky. Like, that's my main personality trait. She's completely that trope. Okay. And um, hilarious show, by the way. Zach, you haven't seen it, but it's a hilarious show. Um, and that's kind of like her. She's like a mix of that in my head. Okay. So. All right. I take so that. She does, she's not a trope to me. Like, I think she's like different. I'm good with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine fine with me i'm good i'm good with it then you have space legolas who's absolutely a trope which we're gonna do next week right here on beyond track podcast oh good we're gonna do space legolas all right space legolas (laughs) elnor from the planet vashti um any any final thoughts about gerardi that didn't really fit into the discussion anywhere jay no no, I I really think that um, it all it all fit. I mean, we we saw a good character arc. We started with a, uh, a naive scientist uh, had some innocence. I mean, she's you know uh, trustworthy to a fault. Um, you know, just uh, like you said, she she's a. Uh, a Hermione Granger, book smart kind of person, um, you know, un- unassuming. You, you don't you don't take her for being a, a double agent kind of person. Uh, and so during she's the perfect double agent. Well, okay, right, right. Uh, but I mean, have, it's why I think Watney is CIA. But whatever. Um, I know. I, I don't know. Watney makes it pretty obvious that she's she's CIA. I mean. I was thinking more KGB because she, she just made oh, comrade, <laughs> comrade, what name? Comrade, comrades. Yes, uh, I have nothing further to say. Uh, what any Gerard. thoughts on Gerardi? Nothing. All right. No, I mean she's just uh, she's a part of the part of the cast, part of the crew. So right on. I feel part like the ship, everything part I of the crew. To. Audience, ship, thank you for being crew. here today. I'm gonna uh, tell you guys where you can find us online. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, <laughs> as always, <laughs> um, Patreon.com. We would love if you could support us there. Um, Patreon.com/slash Beyond Track. And our most active space online is Twitter. You can find us there at Beyond Track Pod. And then um, we also have a Facebook. You can check us out there too. Beyond track productions like there. We're all over the place. Yeah, we, we are. are. Mostly and, Twitter though. Right, yeah. right. Most uh, yeah, you guys are killing it on Twitter. Uh, we we've had Dag, haven't we had retweets from some of the stars or or posts that were that were liked and, and whatnot from the actors uh, out there in Star Trek? Yeah, I, I know mean, Jerry Ryan. People have been people people have, who have watched our episodes, they've seen Aaron Eisenberg and Marina Sirtis give call outs to the show right and that's that's so next big. week yeah so who, who are we doing next week are we going to do next week 
on our continuation of the Picard retrospective, we're going to be doing the character assassination <clears throat> review of Elnor, everybody's favorite cuddly space elf. Okay. It'll probably be right here because he had very yeah, maybe short screen time. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, he was the shut up Wesley of oh crap, I'm gonna kill myself. Will, don't hate me. He, but but he did get shut up a lot. It was sad. Right so, here on Beyond Trek podcast. All right, so come back for some space legless, and with that, put my mask back on as I go back back outside. Everyone, stay safe. Social distance. Um, you know, don't, don't cough on anyone. Here, here we go. I'm just gonna, I've got my natural filter on. All right. Be safe, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Hi, I'm Nacho with Beyond Trek Productions. Dr. Adnis Jurati. Honestly, for her, I thought she was going to die off real quick. She kind of seemed like a character that she'll die off in like between of the season. Well, her character in short, I don't think she would be useful in like another season because like I remember someone like her in the show I watch it doesn't relate to Star Trek but I don't know it's she was another scientist and like the team or whatever you call them needed her for something specific and then after that season never heard from her or saw her again and yeah I just thought of this character like that we would just see her this season and next season we wouldn't see her or she would at least die off in this season or something if i saw like lots of death and destruction like in my head for no reason or if i know it could happen i don't think i could live with that honestly i don't think anyone could i'm gonna be honest i think anyone do the same i don't think anyone can handle what she saw well, maybe not kill their lover, I mean lover, but I think something close to that because I want to handle that. Yeah, I don't think she knew how to actually kill him. I think she was just screwing around. I don't know. Okay, well, I would have some common sense to know that wouldn't be the right thing, but honestly, I would get lots of help because that looked very bad to see. Well... I wouldn't say screwing around, actually. I would just say she was just panicking first. I, I think she just panicked and was just trying to do it. That is so jabroni. Why would you have a medical system that just goes away whenever? What if an enemy's on the ship and someone's injured? Are they just going to be able to say, deactivate EMH? It makes no sense at all. I probably have to say, honestly, she is moves on pretty fast and she's very cold-hearted because well she just moved on and killed her old lover okay if you make it sound like that that makes her sound like a hoe but to be fair uh, it's not that bad okay actually if you make it that way it does sound very bad yeah yeah i i can't support that yeah i i, I don't get enough fats is important <laughs> that's honestly yeah i have nothing more to say really but I don't get how the pilot goes for her. When Dr. Gerardi, um deactivated that tracker she had when she was being chased down by that Romulan, honestly, I think she was looking for some redemption, but I think she just wanted an easier way out. I think she knew she could have died. I think she didn't want to live. When she was in recovery, she told, told Picard she was trying to commit suicide after she saw that vision. So with her jailbreak uh, with Picard, I'll admit I was kind of surprised because she doesn't seem like someone that's capable of doing anything like that because, well, to be honest, she's a doctor and they're usually not that fun for, you know, jailbreaky. About the eyeball, I thought it was a bit much and um, kind of gross. If I was in her shoes, I would not touch it. She took that from the synth, and honestly, that's not really helping the redemption part. I would be guilty forever for taking any eye from anything, like, well, if it's from, like, a robot with, like, no face, maybe, yeah, sure, but I can't take an eye from anything, even from the dead, that's wrong, so, yeah. I think 
she's definitely a follower. I don't think she could ever really be a leader, but honestly, I think she's maybe not a, looking for a lost cause, but I think she's, I don't know, I, I think she probably thinks she doesn't have a purpose anywhere, so I think with Picard, she's going to find some purpose with him. And then next season, I think she's probably going to maybe be a little better. Maybe we're going to focus on her life a little more and her character. Yeah. And again, uh, I'm Nacha with Beyond Trek Productions. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. We are Beyond Trek Podcast. Lower your inhibitions and surrender your years. We will add inspirational and hilarious Trek content to your day. Your attention will adapt to subscribe to us. Resistance is futile.